This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, click on the podcast page to check on out past shows or to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have uh, to set up a face-to-face meeting or even meet virtual uh, if that's what you're more comfortable with them. So this last weekend, I had the chance to revisit one of my favorite movies, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. It just came out on 4K. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking about what we're going to do for the podcast today. And I want to uh, talk about traveling and going on adventures, because oftentimes uh, one of the number one items that uh, clients and prospects will tell me that they want to do when they retire is to travel. And Indiana Jones is a great movie always to get those juices flowing because essentially he gets to travel around the world, travel and go on cool adventures. And just because you may not be Indiana Jones doesn't mean you can't do those cool adventures um, when you go on uh, a trip for retirement. And so today's show is going to talk about some ideas for uh, ways to maybe structure some travel, some places to possibly go. Yes, we're going to travel a bit far afield from specific financial advice, um, but I think it's an important topic because traveling is something that is dear to my heart, but also, again, is something a lot of people want to do when they retire. So I think it's worth giving some time to chat about it. But before we get into that a little bit more, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you this morning? Well, I'm doing good. You you mentioned uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't believe that movie is 40 years old this year. Yeah, yeah, that's why they had re-released it in the 4K for the 40th anniversary. It's, it's oh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty that's, crazy. That's wild. That's wild. I love that movie. It has been a while. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I should re-watch that series. Yeah. Um, I, I know the first couple were really good anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always pleased that... Uh, when you bring a topic like this, you know, retirement doesn't just have to be shuffleboard and early bird specials, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Early bird specials at Denny's or, you know, at the buffet in the afternoons. Uh, uh, y- if you want adventure, you can have it, especially during those go-go years, the first few years of retirement. That's when you want to get out and travel, do those things. So I'm anxious to talk about that. I finally got my daughter moved into college this past weekend. That's great. That felt good in one sense and sad in another. I was going to say, how's dad doing with uh, that? uh, Last night was the first night at home without her, and it was just weird. Like, oh, she's usually up making coffee for all of us. She's she's an early riser, and so it was weird not having her there this morning while I was getting ready for work, and my wife and I are like, where's Allison? Oh, yeah. She doesn't live here right now. That's a little scary to us, but 
I know yeah. she's super excited about it. She's only 25 minutes away, so we can't we can't complain. But uh, how are you? What have you been up to? No, I'm good. You know, you, you brought your daughter back to school, and my and mine's are a lot younger than college age, but still getting them ready to go back to school. And my wife's a teacher, so it's kind of start you know putting the. Uh, putting the end to summer for the most part and starting to gear up for fall and, and school and sports and all that and that comes with that. So it was kind of a weekend of preparation. Uh, but overall, everything's good. Everyone's ready to go back and, and kind of hit the, hit the groove again. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So today we're talking about uh, things to do in retirement, some adventure, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to travel, right, Tony? And so so here's the first uh, concept or first idea to think about, um, doing train travel, right? A lot of people don't even think about trains anymore because it's not a, a main mode. If you live outside of, let's say, a city, it's not a main mode of, of transportation, but there are some pretty cool train trips that you can take, whether it's in a national park uh, up in Denali, up in Alaska, where you can take a train and visit the whole park, or if it's grabbing a Eurorail pass and just kind of picking and choosing where you go from stop to spot, uh, stop to stop, and, and that Eurorail pass will allow you the freedom to do so. Um, in a lot of places across the world, specifically Europe or uh, some of the major countries in Asia, train travel is a great way. You don't have to think about driving, you don't have to think about directions, and they go from usually hot spot to hot spot. So you you can just get there, find a place to stay. And when you're ready to move on, you hop on the train and go to the next stop. So, you know, uh, again, often overlooked is train travel, but it is a great way to see the countryside, to see parts of a different uh, country or even a continent if you have the time and the ability to do so. Yeah. You know, trains have never been my thing and I've never been uh, that attracted to traveling on a train, but you know what? I know a lot of people who have, and mm. they said they really enjoyed it. And especially some of the shorter ones are, I mean, you're in Europe. I've traveled on the train. I think that's the way to go. But, uh, here in the States, some people do like it too, you know, adventure yeah. has its place, but the idea of maybe kicking back on one of the world's iconic trains and enjoying a great meal, uh, maybe seeing some scenery that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and don't forget, Tony. I agree with you. And as Americans, you're right. We train travel isn't really on the forefront of our our right. uh, our ways of traveling. It just isn't anymore. But you know, when I say traveling on train, that doesn't mean you have to give up amenities. So there's a lot of times where you can actually book a specific travel train that is top notch, meaning it's comfortable, it's it's great accommodation, it's good food, it's a way for you to enjoy the scenery, uh, be comfortable on the train. Yet you're not having to think about all the logistics that go with it. You know, it's not like if you think back to Indiana Jones movies, some of the rough train travel he goes through. Oh, that's yeah. not really what I'm referring to. I'm kind of thinking of the more higher end stuff. But again, you know, this infrastructure's there, and there are great. It's a great way to see uh, a particular country or even a particular uh, a continent if you have the ability to. So, Tony, when I talk about logistics, right, you take train travel, and maybe that's not your thing, but you're trying to figure out, hey, how do I actually put together a trip? Well, one way to do that is kind of to look at these World Heritage Sites. UNESCO, which is a UN organization that identifies specific sites of very important uh, to either heritage for a country or history, there are a number of these places around the world, and they are generally going to have very decent amenities and are a great way, again, to see a particular country or 
uh, or continent. So if you're thinking, well, I don't really don't know what to plan or what to do or, or create an itinerary, go online and, and start looking at some of these UNESCO sites because it's a great way to create a, an, a, an initial itinerary to be able to see um, different towns and cities uh, as sure. well as the rural parts of some of these places that you may want to go visit. Yeah, I've read a lot about these World Heritage sites that you're talking about, and a lot of them are breathtaking. Uh, you know, the Taj Mahal, Venice, Easter Island. I love Easter Island. With the dumb, dumb heads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that on your bu- bucket list? I love that. I do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Florida's Everglades. I, I've, yeah. I've heard people that have taken the, the Everglades tour, and they just rave about it. So there's a lot out there, uh, even here, just right here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the UNESCO sites are great. And you mentioned the Florida Everglades, Tony. There's another way to structure a really cool adventure um, around this country, around the United States itself, right? The Everglades is a national park. There are uh, 60 plus national parks uh, in the United States. And I know a lot of retirees that will pack up, you know, sell their house, buy an RV, and they just kind of travel around the country for for a couple of years visiting yeah. national parks. Now, you may not be able to do a, a long trip like that, but if you can identify maybe every few months you're going to go and visit a couple of these national parks, what a great way to go on an adventure, because that's exactly what it is, see some of the most magnificent sites that this country has to offer. Um, and, you know, everyone, you know, if you do it in the summer, you could take the grandkids and expose them to some of this traveling because uh, exposing children or anyone, but really children or young adults to traveling is huge for their growth and development. It's something that's really important um, for people to understand. So using national parks, again, to create an itinerary for going on an adventure is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. I think national parks is a good one. Uh, A lot of people do that in retirement, visit national parks. Uh, My grandfather, uh, has done that. He's a hundred and still going. He still yeah. visits Yellowstone to this day. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I I think uh, adventure at a pace that works for retirees is important. You have to pace yourself. And after all, Harrison Ford, who we know as Indiana Jones, is seventy nine now. So his jumping into a snake pit days are probably behind him, right? <laughs> Um, as an aficionado of uh, Indiana Jones, Tony, I can tell you that he's actually coming back for a fifth Indiana Jones movie. So even oh. at 79, he will still be adventuring around the world. I don't know who he'll be chasing, whether That's it's Nazis crazy. or Soviets or whatever. But even at 79, Harrison Ford, who's in decent shape, is still going to reprise his role, which means most people should still make sure they're thinking about uh, traveling, even if they're in their 70s and in good health. Sure. Well, so it's yeah. not, you know, it's not, you just talked about your, was your father who's still visiting national parks uh my grandfather grandfather yeah he's a he's a hundred yeah but he still drives see he could he could co-star with harrison ford in the next indiana jones he could he's (laughs) actually he he's he could he doesn't look a day over 70 there you go there you go we, we were talking about creating itineraries, right, for going on adventure, and, and we talked about UNESCO sites or national parks. A third idea for, for creating, you know, coming up with ideas where to go visit is actually look at places where the Olympics have been held oh. over the last century, right? Because Olympic sites, one, are going to be touristy spots generally, right? They're going to be, gen, you know, places where people recognize. But that also means they have the infrastructure for you to be able to go uh, and visit, and they understand how to welcome tourists. So 
again, if you're looking to create an itinerary, you don't really, you know, it's a blank page for going on adventure. Try taking a look at, at where the Olympics have been held over the years, whether it's the winter or the summer, um, and use that as a potential guide. Well, and another benefit of that strategy, you, you alluded to this, but it, most of those cities that have hosted the Olympics are used to welcoming people from uh, of all ages and all nationalities, too. Yeah, and to be chosen for the Olympics, you have to, a country or a host city has to be able to have the, one, the, the infrastructure, the automobiles, the trains, the subways, but they also have to have the the people infrastructure, right? The ability to welcome uh, a large group of people and have the amenities to do so. So like I say, I, you know, I've been fortunate to visit a number of Olympic cities over the years, and every one of them, the Olympic Park itself is a tourist destination, but they're already trained essentially to welcome uh, foreigners and nationals to come and visit their city. So it's a great place to go. Yeah. So what's next? So uh, another way, another uh, plant another seed for thinking about places and uh, places to travel or how to construct an adventure, and, and a lot of, and it has to do with ancestry research, right? Uh, in the last two decades, Ancestry.com has kind of led the charge in getting people to revisit their history. And for almost all Americans, we come from someplace else um, and discovering where that is, whether it be Europe, whether it be Africa, whether it be um, Asia, you know, we have heritage that goes back and there's a, there's a booming tourist industry um, to be able to trace your roots back to where your ancestors, ancestors were. Um, and that's a great way to cr- uh, create a, a adventure for you. For me, for example, most of my heritage, my last name is Laufenberg, so it's from Bavaria. Uh, and I had the great fortune to study abroad in Salzburg, Austria, and visit some of my ancestral homeland. And in retirement, if you have the ability to do that, then you know it's a great way to kind of go back to your roots and, and see where your ancestors came from. Right. Yeah, I think that's so important. And you know what? My wife and I are starting to look into traveling to Ireland because I'm half Irish. My mom's yep. side of the family comes from Ireland and we would love to trace, you know, my, some, some of uh, my mom's relatives or two sisters actually have traced the family back to a specific town and village. And yeah. there's a lot of history there. So I, and I've never been to Ireland. So we're, we're kind of starting to save up. We're basically saving up for that trip because it's not going to be a cheap one, but that's a great thing to do. We might do that before we retire, hopefully, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, those again, those are the types of things I'm talking about, right? And uh, an additional anecdote, again, you know, there's a small town in, in Switzerland named Laufenberg um, that I've been able wow. to visit. And, and my father took me there uh, when I lived overseas. And, and we still have relatives that, you know, living relatives that are our first and second cousins That's once removed. Cool. And, and you've made those connections. And, and again, if, if you weren't able to do that pre-retirement, if you move into retirement, then this is a great opportunity to potentially explore some of those, those options. So, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great way to construct a, a trip, um, is around your family ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Those kind of trips get me very excited. Tracing your ancestry. I think that's awesome. Well, you know what? This has been a great topic and and we can talk some more about this next week, but it's almost time to wrap up the show for this week. Is there anything else you want to add? 
Well, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to tie this into some financial planning items, right? To do some of these trips, to do any of these trips, generally you're going to have to, one, have some money, some capital to do it, and two, have at least some sort of structure to figure out how you're going to, hopefully, once you get the taste of traveling, you want to do it again and again. That requires having some sort of financial plan, right? Having a a solid uh, retirement plan that accounts for uh, any of the money that you have saved, protecting yourself to the downside, making sure that money's going to last, making sure you've set up streams of income that are going to come out, uh, that are going to pay out over the course of your entire life to be able to finance some of the things that you want to do in retirement. So it makes sense to sit down with a financial service professional um, to to create that plan, to make sure that you have a retirement that uh, is going to uh, be what you want it to be, that is going to be financed at the best it can be, and for you to be able to take these uh, adventure trips. You know, we've talked about it. Some of these trips require some long-term planning, uh, as you would expect. But sometimes um, some of these trips can be spare of the moment. You wake up one morning and you say, let's go visit a national park that's close to us for a long weekend. Being able to have that flexibility only comes from having a solid financial plan um, to back up the decisions that you're going to make. So if that's something you're interested in, give us a call uh, at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. Uh, and we can start a conversation about uh, making sure you have a retirement plan that's going to allow you the flexibility and the ability overall to do what you want in retirement and to travel like we've talked about a bit. All right. That sounds great, Peter. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivyag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.